Hi, this is Mike McNamara, and you're listening to All Marine Radio on your home for it, the one and only All Warrior Radio Network. A very good Friday morning to you. Yep. Mike McNamara for a Friday edition of All Marine Radio. Yeah, you know, I i hadn't been broadcasting on Friday. But because I haven't done this so much in the last month, I thought I should. Plus there's news that I felt like I should talk about. Um, there's also a pretty interesting rumor that I heard. Yeah. And so I'll share that with you. Yeah, not afraid to spread a good rumor every once in a while. Not every once in a while. Come on, whenever I can. Um, right? Never get, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Um, I mean, come on, Marine Corps. It's what we do. Right? Other people would call it our mythology. We would look at them and say, what are you talking about? Again, hearing the, the immortal words of George Costanza... Remember, Jerry, it's not a lie if you believe it. You know, where is that? I need to find that. Hold on. Remember, Jerry, it's not a lie. Okay, hold on. Let me end that. And hopefully this all works out. This is George Costanza. Sitting in that diner. Jerry? Just remember. It's not a lie. If you believe it. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You would hear stuff like that. Pearls. So, uh, we had a good time, huh? The four of us. Pearls of wisdom. Right? (laughs) Remember, Jerry... It's not a lie if you believe it. There you go. George Costanza. That stuff's awesome. 
the um just Ohio man just said and we appreciate it doing a show on Friday. The um well there's there's uh there's news and that is uh uh Lieutenant Colonel Scheller. Um they want to what his article thirty two hearing and um but they've already entered into a plea agreement and so I want to get my secret decoder ring out and kind of explain what went on there yesterday, both the actual uh, important proceedings. And then, as you know, we talked yesterday, the carnival that will surround uh, Lieutenant Colonel Scheller's hearing and disciplinary action as politicians seek to make hay of it. And then they will summarily discard him uh, when they're done with him, as they do. So, um, again, politicians doing what politicians do. The um, So I want to talk about that. Um, I also want to talk about a rumor that I heard. Yeah, relative to the uh, sub that ran into something in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm being told there's more of that story that people aren't talking about. So we'll talk about that. We'll take a look at the news headlines also last night, right? Uh, again, if you're not a baseball fan this time of year, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you because last night was high drama in San Francisco where the Giants and Dodgers play a five-game series, first time in baseball history that those two rivals do that. Uh, the Giants go from zero to hero this year. They go from being one of the worst teams in baseball last year to to setting a franchise record and winning 108 games. Yeah, crazy. Now, at every turn this year, they've beaten the Dodgers in close games. Last night, last night, not so much. And the game ends with the Giants. They've got a runner on. On an air made by the Dodgers third baseman. You're like, oh, oh, here it comes. Two outs. Um, and the guy at the plate checks his swing with two strikes. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it, okay? So he checks his swing with two outs. And... And with that, we welcome Jim Bowden to talk all about Jim it. Jim Bowden. Lots of different ways to go, Jim. But I just, I, I want to start with. Hold this. on. It, let me let me mute this and let me hear see if I can get the call from last night. That's not what I want. Uh, game highlights. Um, courtesy of MLB. Hold on. Mookie Betts goes four for four last night. Cody Bellinger with a big hit. Hold on, let me see what this is. Max Scherzer. Oh yeah. Out Lamont Wade for out number two. Giants are down to their last out. Wilmer Flores, no balls, two strikes. Okay, hold on. So let me set this up. So Wilmer Flores is hitting against Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer's like a kook. Okay. He's this incredible crazy dude, but he's he's this great pitcher, and he's an intense dude. Okay. 
So he's a starting pitcher, and they're talking about, yeah, Max Scherzer is not available in the bullpen tonight. And you're like, yeah, right. Right. He will kick down the outfield wall to get in the game. Okay. And bigger than shit in the ninth inning, who comes running out of the, who comes running? He didn't walk in. He runs in from the Dodger bullpen. Like, I need to get on that mound. Right. So I can whoop somebody's ass. So <clears throat> gets the first guy out. I think on a fly, on a line drive to left field. Brandon Crawford sticks his bat out, hits the line drive, left fielder comes in, catches it. All right, one out. Next guy up, it's a ground ball. Third baseman boots it, and you're going, oh, no. And the drama in baseball is pitch by pitch. Agony, agony, right? But now you're like, uh-oh, the miracle's about to take place. And uh, next guy gets called out on strikes. So there's two outs. Now this guy comes up. Wilmer Flores, he's a good hitter, and um, he's got two strikes on him. And here's the call, and it's awful. It's all it's awful. And what happens next is a straight up baseball tragedy. But here it is. Out, Wilmer Flores, no balls, two strikes, and Flores, did he go? He oh. did, and the game ends. Oh. A swinging strike three. Okay, so what happens here is he checks his swing, right? The pitch is a ball. It's on the outside part of the plate, right? Flores checks his swing. And as happens, as a matter of course, they uh, they appeal to the first base umpire, okay? So check swing from right-hand hitter, right? The first base umpire has the, has the best look at it. Right, the catcher points down there. Scherzer points down there. Umpire points. Home plate umpire points down there, and without hesitation, the first base umpire just like he smokes it. Like he just doesn't like. Uh, he crushes his out call, and the game comes to an end on this appeal play at first base. It's awful. But let me play it again for all you Giant fans out there that don't want to hear it. You need to listen to it. Okay. No balls, two strikes. And Flores, did he go? He did! And the game ends! Yeah, see, I'm on my couch. Me, Jack, and Joe are watching this shit. And um, I'm, I yell, okay, I'll do it. This is, this is the McNamara household last night. This is me watching this game. Now, I have no stake in this game other than my jackass nephew is the biggest jinx in sports history. Okay. Last year, I don't know if I told you the story, but this is a little glimpse into my personal life. So last year, um, <laughs> for some reason, Scherzer's eyes are not the same color. Wild dude. Like and hate him type of dude. No, yeah, no, come on. We love him. If Scherzer's got Marine written all over it. He's a chucklehead, man. But you want to go to war with him, right? Because he like, let's go. Where's Scherzer? Right here, sir. <laughs> you don't ever have to look around. He's like Joe, my dog. Boom, he's right behind you. So anyway, let me talk let me talk about my cousin. He's actually my nephew. He's actually not my nephew. Okay, but I call him my nephew because t- my cousin Tom's like a brother to me. Okay? So, he's my nephew, Joe. So, Joe's a baseball player. Now, Joe decides last year that he can't take the Giants anymore. Between the stupid stuff they do as a franchise, their woke they're they're too woke nature. He says I'm done with it. So, in in 
So then last year in the playoffs, he and his stupid father, my cousin Tom, right, they decide to root for the Astros against the Dodgers. I said, you can't do that. The Astros are cheaters. And you will anger the baseball gods, which means he will rain down upon you. Do you not understand how sports, karma, and the cosmic energy of the world gets linked into this shit? And they're like, oh, it's bullshit. I said, okay, so let me tell you what's going to happen. Okay, you've now jinxed Houston. Okay, the Dodgers will defeat them. They will defeat Atlanta. Okay, and they will go to the World Series. And that's exactly what happened. The the Dodgers created. I think they were down three to one, and they win that. They win that series. And after every game, I'm like, I told you, I told you, you did this. And then the Dodgers play the Rays in the World Series, and the Dodgers beat them. And they are Dodger haters, right? Because they're giant guys. And then they then they both decide their dumb asses are going to quit. Rooting for the Giants. They're like, can't do it anymore. I'm done with them. It's They're just, they're like out of their minds. Okay, so who are you going to root for? My cousin, my nephew. Um, The Padres. And the Padres just tank, right? They tank. He's like, got the reverse Midas touch. So last night, I said, you know what's going to happen, right? You know the Giants are going to win tonight because the cosmic energy is against you. He's like, he's like, you know what? He said, as you said, at some point, it's not a coincidence anymore. Yeah, when this many things happen, so the Giants, after my nephew unloads them, they go from the worst record, one of the worst records of baseball, to the best. I said, do you think this? Do you think there's no relationship to all this? I know this. I understand the cosmic energy. I watched the events of the 1986 World Series when God intervened. He allowed my father to see into the promised land. But because we're Catholics and my parents divorced, right, my father was never allowed to set foot in the promised land. God smote that shit in the middle of Shea Stadium. Divine intervention in the course of man. And God does this shit. I don't know why, but when you fuck around with the cosmic energy of sports, right, he fucking smites your shit. Again, I don't know how it happens Look, I don't make up these rules. I'm just down here playing by them. So my nephew knows, like, he's responsible. So we're watching the game, and this play happens. Okay, so there's one out. Okay, Brandon Crawford lines out. And um, hold on, I, I got to, let me see if they, oh, I don't think they have it. They don't. They don't have uh, – Justin Turner makes an error at third base. Okay. Giants are down to their last out. We're not there yet again. Okay, so um, so there's one out in the bottom of the ninth. Next guy comes up, hits a ground ball to third base, and the third baseman boots it, right? And so I text, whoops, here it comes. And he texts back, Oh, my God, it's going to happen again. I'm like, yeah, because you're a piece of shit and you jinx. You're a jinx, okay? That's what you are. You have to stop this. And he's like, and we're laughing, right? And then, and so this is what happens. So this is, 
This is me on the couch with Jack and Joe. Jack and Joe are kind of sleeping, and they're about to get roused as I yell, okay? So this, this is the actual replay of last night from my living room. Number two. Giants are down to their last out. Wilmer Flores, no ball. Laying there, right, with my cell phone, watching the game, and I, this pitch, right? So this is me. Two strikes. And Flores, did he go? He no, 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 fuck no. Oh, my God. And the Los Angeles Dodgers are headed to the National League Championship Series. That and Michelob Ultra, yeah, will get you nothing. But, yeah, that's me. Last night, I was like, no, he didn't go. And you can't end the season for them on that. Oh, my God. But I will say this, right, epic, epic drama. Um, epic drama in uh, – in the uh and again that's if you like baseball man it's like great theater pitch by pitch agony right pitch by pitch agony so uh yeah i had to comment on that this morning um and uh email so mac what started the jinx the thing that starts the jinx is that they they threw in with the astros and the astros are cheaters so they rooted for for a, che- a team that that had been cheating, and you can't do that, right? You have to have some personal standards in your life, right? That are even greater than sports, okay? That are even greater than sports, and yet they morally failed. And when you morally fail, that's how God gets involved in it. He looks down at all the all the cosmic energy, and he goes, "What's that?" It's like when George Bailey's on the bridge. He's like, what's that? Oh, where's that Where's that goofy-ass angel Clarence, right? We need to get Clarence down there to get that dude off that bridge, right? So there's a cosmic energy that goes about. And when it's, um, when it's uh, Joe Biden's a comedy, isn't he? Good God, man. <laughs> He's just... It's just painful to watch. Oh, I swear to God. But the nation has to go through this, man. All this all this bullshit, defund the police, all the craziness that goes with uh, um, progressive politics in the country. Yeah. We've got to like, let's, hey, let's try it all out. Let's, t- and now, man, school board meetings. Who knew? And all these people who's like, I want to get involved in the school board. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, that's exact. That's exactly what. Yeah, mom. Why is dad so different these days? Oh yeah. Well, dad doesn't have as much fun as he used to have at the school board meetings. <laughs> well, I thought he wanted. He wanted to get elected. He thought that would be so good for him. Yeah, he doesn't think that anymore. Okay. Anyway, so. uh yeah, so, you know, and it's just, but again, this is school boards have been going in this direction for decades, you know. And I would tell you, they're they're a huge part. And what they allow and don't allow is a huge part of the mental health problem in this country. Because kids go and get exposed to shit in our schools that, that does not prepare them for life. 
and discipline and, you know, consequences, not so much a part of the world that young people live in today. And they pay a price for it in suicide. And schools are a part of it. Oh, you know, you can't. It's the, it's the world according to GARP in the public school system of this country. So anyway, but uh, yeah. So the yeah, the battleground in the nation right now, school board meetings, right? And all the bullshit, you know, non-gender pronouns now. Yeah, how do you identify? How do you how do you identify? Like, what in the hell are we talking about here? Right, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. And and you have these academic people stand up and 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 speak this stuff like it's like, oh no, this is the gospel truth now, and it's all this progressive agenda that has dominated our higher education system for decades now, and now you have these people that are have got themselves into positions of power. You've got them them into positions in the media. Right? Look at the power of Facebook. And now as as more and more documents get leaked out of that thing, you know, <clears throat> you know, you, you if you listen to Mark Zuckerberg and the lies he tells and then you see the the memos that they they know exactly what they're doing. And they know that the statements they that they make for the most part are lies and that woman who who blew the whistle on him how about that shit can you imagine facebook people in their small groups sitting there watching it going oh my god what else does she have right and so i mean at some point right you know the the country i mean that's manipulating the whole na- nation's discourse and that the woman who I wish I could remember her name, the whistleblower, she said, "This is bad for democracy, right? This is bad for democracy." And again, go into your news feed today and look at that thing, and it is nothing but shit, honestly. So, um, yeah, I mean, do you remember the old days when you used to walk out and get the newspaper back in the good old days? You'd walk out, you get your newspaper, okay? You come in. If you're like me, you go straight to the sports section. I throw the rest of it on the table. Start looking at the sports section. You start, I go immediately to the box scores. I, I read the scores. I don't need to read the columns, okay? And I'm looking at who got the most hits, who pitched, who got taken out, blah, blah, blah. So I, I see the story of the game in the box score. So I read that. Then I look at the front page, right? Banner headline, big story of the day, right? Picture in the in the, in the in the top center below the banner headline, right? And then and then columns on the left and the right of that. That was the major news in your city of the day. Okay? You and and so a mix of local and news stories uh, and national news stories, maybe international news stories, right? The, and uh so that and so you had that what first second page in so you flipped you open the newspaper right you probably have some local news right more national news right and then maybe another page of that shit depending on how big your newspaper was and then what you have you had the opinion section you had the editorial you had letters to the editor you had some opinion pieces okay and then you turn to the page again there's the business section right you had the stock quotes 
blah, blah, blah. Okay, so then you have the accent section. Food, and Landers is in that section, and all that kind of shit. And then you have the sports, and then you have the classified ads. The good old days, right? And that was your newspaper. Now you get every idiotic piece of shit, right, that somebody wants to pump into your newsfeed. And it's just like, it's the craziest shit that goes on that you will click on. And it's just, uh, that's why I say unplug from that shit. Turn the news off, or you can have the monitor on, right, and uh, and hit and put it on mute, and go and go and live your life, because that is. Let me tell you, that is as I say all the time. That is not the world. Okay, that is not the world. That shit. Watch when something bad happens in this country, and then watch what watch the response of the American people. They give their money. They they give clothes. They give food. They give their time. Right? They'll go down and build shit. That is the country you live in. The most evolved racially country, the most racially evolved country on the fucking planet. Yet you're believe you're led to believe it's the most right racist on the planet. Again, articles last week, fastest growing census group in our in the American census. Again, mixed race families. Oh, in the most ra- in the most racist nation in the in, in the world. Are you kidding me? Like. Why does the audio not match the video here? Because it doesn't match somebody's fucking agenda. That's why. Right? This is from Nancy in Pennsylvania. Nancy's a uh, a chaplain. Yeah. Smart lady, too. And she's lived with, I believe, multiple scler- sclerosis most of her life. Happy Friday, Mac. Exclamation mark. How about that? Thanks for the daily dose of perspective. Much appreciated. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, this, 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 the craziness that we're seeing in the country, we can't unload ships anymore. People don't want to work. <laughs> what the fuck? right how the fuck are you paying your bills if you don't work somebody explain that to me did you move back in with your parents again like what the fuck yeah i don't want to work <laughs> yeah, neither, neither do i but i have bills to pay yo yo so i don't know i don't know how this happened right i don't know how this happened so i don't get it the um there's another email about the whistleblower from Ohio man. All this hasn't washed out yet, but some pretty reliable people have reported that she is a democratic a democratic party insider and the belief is that it may be an end run to shut down particular viewpoints on social media. I'm interested in what they find. Okay. That means Ohio man is chartering the black helicopter this morning. Yeah, it's all a grand conspiracy. Okay. Oh, what if it's not? What what happens if it's if she's not connected to um what's that guy with the dossier? Steele, that dude. Yeah. What happens if she's not linked to Remington Steele in this whole conspiracy? And I know his name's not Remington, I can't remember his first name, that shithead. But again, 
so yeah the grand conspiracy that consumes the entire world like the one that happened on January 6th have you seen those people lost in the fucking sauce man exist in this echo chamber of bullshit they, that they get through the internet that all that thing has done is empower the crazies of this fucking planet right to raise money, to 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 trumpet their viewpoint. Yeah. Social media, the internet, and you know what? She's right. It is bad for democracy. Because it promotes hysteria. It promotes if I've got the loudest voice, fuck you. And then what? The other thing, that, the probably the scariest thing that it promotes, is this manipulation. And we saw it in the last election, right? That. Donald Trump, no matter what you think of him, right, his Twitter account gets gets closed down, right? The the New York Post Twitter account gets gets closed down for reporting the facts in a story about Joe Biden's son's computer. Everything they reported turned out to be factual, and Facebook and Twitter shut their shit down. Now they didn't do that to anybody else. Right, and you could say that you wanted to kill Donald Trump and all this other shit. They wouldn't do shit to you. So that kind of power, pretty crazy in a democracy. So I don't know. At some point, you would not expect the Democrats to regulate that because, right, that power is wielded in their favor. But I think now I'm not a political expert. I do play one on the radio sometimes. I believe there's going to be a reconciliation in the next election. And uh, I don't think you have to be a Mensa brother to figure that shit out. The economy sucks, man. Joe Biden as a president, what he did in Afghanistan, let me tell you, that thing's going to get worse. And in my humble opinion, we're going to wind up in some way, shape, or form going back into Afghanistan. The humanitarian crisis that's about to ensue in that shithole is no joke. And it's going to be laid at the feet of the United States of America. You did this to us. You came here, you ruined our country, and then the way you left, you just kicked us to the curb after you made us dependent on you, and now look at what's happening. Right? And then you're going to see the videotape, kind of like Somalia, when we saw the videotape of... uh, you know, children dying and shit like that. You're going to see that. So, um, that's going on. I got, I, <laughs> this is like me venting my life. Not really, though. Um, this morning I heard from two people that um, I met last in the last three weeks, last in the last month. One is a Marine who I think I talked about. On, well, maybe I didn't because I, I, I hardly did any shows. So I'm doing my thing at New River. Yeah, at New River. So at a break, this Marine walks up to me and he says, Hey, Mac, how are you? I said, I'm good, man. How are you? And he says, I'm all right. He said, uh, I want to come up and introduce myself. I saw you about a year and a half ago for the first time. And uh, you don't know this, but you've had a huge impact on me. 
And I said, well, that's awesome, man. Thank you for coming up here. He said, no. He said, I wanted to introduce you myself and then just to say thank you. And I said, you don't need to thank me, man. You know what the thank you is, right? And he, and he smiles and he said, yep, to help other people. I said, all right, that's how we do it. And he says, but I want to share you something. I said, all right. He said, I got a tattoo. And I'll put the tattoo in this post. But he shows me the tattoo. And it says, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And then below that, it says, come for me. And so, I, you know, I should get him on. And we don't need to use his name, but I, I, he could tell his own story. I was, I threw a fucking fit. I'm like, oh my fucking God. That is awesome. That is awesome. And so <laughs> when when I started the post-traumatic winning thing again after a five-minute break, um, um, I made him stand up. And I told a little bit of a story. I said, stand up. I said, show me that tattoo. I said, this is kind of cool shit that happens to me on a regular basis. Right? On a regular basis. And then he left. And I thought... I, he left later, and I thought I had embarrassed him, and I, which actually bummed me out. And I thought, "Fuck!" But I was so fired up. I was like, "He's got to come on! I got to, I got to stand up. I got to make him stand up. I got to tell the story because it's cool." And um, and then he left, and I didn't hear from him. And I just he uh, emailed me a couple days ago. And uh, and the title of the email is "Thy Rod and Thy Staff They Comfort Me." So I heard from him last night and this morning too. Um, and he said, and he and I'll, I'll read you some of the first email. It's to me. This is the first one he sent me. So I he he left, and then I hadn't I hadn't uh, I hadn't heard from from him, and I thought I I pissed him off. Good afternoon, Mac. Sorry about the late. Sorry about the late email. Been so busy lately with some personal matters. I had time. I had to keep leaving the room that day too when you were talking to answer the phone. But that's fine. I saw post traumatic winning last year, and if you come again next year, I will definitely go. I told everyone to go see you while they had the chance. In fact, some of my friends told me they think your website and resources could help me. And I said, do they think that his website and resources could help me? And I said, yeah, how do you think I'm doing all this after what I've been through? I'm glad you thought the tattoo was dope. I didn't, okay, just so you know, dope is good, okay? I didn't mind being called out in front of everyone either to show everybody, but it was one of those things you taught me, and I just never wanted to forget it. I've been going to church more, I guess what had me down for the longest and still has me down is how your whole world can change in one phone call. But I'm glad I had the knowledge that you passed on to me to fall back on and help me through it. Anyway, man, just wanted to say how much I appreciate you and what you are doing for us. Again, sorry for the late reply. And if you have another post-traumatic winning here at MCAS New River, I will stress to everyone to go see you. 
And so I responded, dude, I was pissed when you didn't stay that day with about nine exclamation marks. I thought you left because I might have embarrassed you, which I hope I didn't do. You fucking motivated the shit out of me. How's life? And he responded last night. Nah, man, I wasn't embarrassed. Just handling personal things. Like I said, though, if you come back next year, I'll be there. I hope you didn't take it personally when I left. I motivated you? Question mark, he writes. Dude, you kept me going when shit got rough. Life's been beating the shit out of me recently. Ever since my uncle was murdered, my family has been a disaster. My mom's not the same. Home doesn't feel the same. I'm thinking about getting another tattoo. I'll show you when it's done. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's the kind of shit that, uh, I mean, this life that I live. Um, the other guy I heard from this morning, oddly enough, was um, uh, the Marine that had me delete the reminder to kill himself. This would have been, what, two weeks ago today? This afternoon. And he the reminder was to kill himself on Saturday, the following day. And so um, he sent me a text. So I called him. I said, yo, bitch, what up? <laughs> yo, bitch, what's up? And he starts laughing, right? He starts laughing. And he's like, Mac, how's it going? I'm like, I'm good, man. How the fuck are you? He goes, I'm good, man. He said, uh, I started, he's married. He said, I, I talked to my wife. And I said, dude, that's important, man. Don't hide. Talk about your shit. He said, I'm I'm learning. He said, and so we're doing, we're doing better. And we go on hikes together. And I'm even doing yoga. I said, yoga? I, I said, I said, hey, man, yoga's, <laughs> yoga's no joke. And he said, uh, he said, I know. He goes, it's hard. I said, yeah, nobody, no guy will admit that. But that's the straight up truth. And um, so, um, no, but you know, you, you know how you, you know, I always say if the eyes are the uh, the window to the soul, the voice is the mirror of the soul. And, um, yeah, and so uh, I had a chance to talk to him this morning. And, um, you know, honestly, just amazing, amazing. When um, I have to pinch myself on some days. Uh, and, and as I say, most of these young men and women do not have a serious mental illness as it is defined, right? Severe depression, right? They, they're they not uh, manically depressed. They don't have personality disorder. They don't have psychosis, right? They're just getting their ass kicked by life, and they've gone through a school system that tells them that your feelings are really important, that if you, that if you try, that's what matters. And it's not. That's not the real fucking world, man. The real world is nobody gives a fuck about your feelings. Got it? The real world is fucking trying doesn't fucking matter, man. Right? It's what you get done. You've got to be an achiever. You've got to be a finisher, man. That's what counts. Right? And if you and when you fail, and if you could look in the mirror and say, Well, I, I did my best, that's fine. But you gotta de- get up, dust yourself off, and get the fuck after it. That's how you win in life. Young people don't get taught like that. And that's why that's why our presence is so important to be that hand that reaches into the blackness of their life, 
And again, I've said this before, but that hand is, it's the illuminated hand that uh, Michelangelo painted on the Sistine Chapel, right? The hand of God reaches out, right? That outstretched hand, right? But it reaches into the blackness and it's illuminated. And that's the hand that you stick out and say, hey, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. Sit the fuck down. (laughs) And you talk to him and you help them. And if you do, you have experiences like this. Yeah. I mean, like I said, this is the drug that you need to get on. This is the best drug, you know, in the world to hear hear those voices, those conversations and be involved in this. And again, like I said, I, you don't have to be a mental health professional to do this. Okay. I'm not. Uh, I'm, I think I've been a leader much of my life. Uh, some people would question that, but fuck them. Right. Um and I, the best leadership experiences of my life are happening now. The most profound life and death shit that I've ever done in my life, I do on a daily basis now. And again, as I tell everybody, you could do the same thing I do, man. If, you're, if, you'll, if you'll read, if you'll study, if you'll apply yourself a little bit, um, yeah, you could do the same shit. But yeah, so... My life in the last, shit, that's the last six hours of my life. Those two conversations. Fuck, right? So, Colleen and I have been talking about getting tattoos. And I was like, ah, like, I don't, like, what what would I even get tattooed on me? And what I would get, the first tattoo I would get is the same tattoo that this young Marine got. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And then underneath that, he wrote, come for me. And I don't even know what that fucking means, but I would get that tattoo. <laughs> I would get that tattoo on my ass, not my ass, on my body, just kind of as something that's emblematic of the work that I do and how deeply touching it is. So, yeah, very cool shit. All right. Um, I think it's time for me to open the program. So it is Friday, Whitney Houston. Um, you know, I should just vent on Friday. Yes, so it would be a form of therapy. Hmm. Hmm. So Whitney Houston sings the uh, national anthem this morning. Good morning.
she pretty much crushes that, right? Right. And uh, this is dedicated to two Marines uh, who I've had the chance to meet. And they're just, they're great young men. Um, and um, post-traumatic winning impacted their lives. I couldn't be any more proud of it than I am. And I couldn't be any more proud of them than I am. And uh, when you get uh, when you get emails like the the ones I've gotten, have conversations like the the one I had uh, last night and this morning, um, they're just uh, they're ins- incredibly inspirational and motivating to go do more. And uh, I'm absolutely positively convinced that this whole scourge of suicide we can we can turn this around. Okay, and. Um, and it's it's young people like this that make me believe it, and because I I watch what it does to them, and I see how they turn their lives around once somebody tells them the truth, shows them a path, and say you could fucking do this, and boots them in the ass and say let's fucking go, and guess what they go, and so this dedicated to two young Marines today, who've uh, who ins- who've inspired me, right. Um, you can imagine sitting in an audience of a thousand people and, or whatnot and thinking, uh, should I go up and, and, and say anything, right? Um, and yet, and they did. And uh, I just want to say thank you uh, to both of them for coming up and, and hanging out and, and and reaching out to me. And so this is dedicated to, to those two young Marines who are now in the business of touching other people's lives. And uh, like I said, I could not be more proud of them and all the people that, that this program has impacted as they turn to and help other people. God bless you guys. Don't fuck it up. betraying your whole life if you don't say what you think and you don't say it honestly and bluntly what keeps you awake at night nothing i keep other people awake at night for this campus had prepared him well <clears throat> i'm very confident that thank you very much <clears throat> if this was vodka it'd be a lot better speech <clears throat> Thank <clears throat> you.
but I'm not supposed to glamorize alcohol anymore. So young folks, you ignore what I just said. We just have to execute. And we are executing every day. And Sergeant Major and I are very proud of what you do. Doesn't mean we can't get better. We don't, we don't want to make a mistake to learn. We don't want to lose to learn. We cannot lose if we have to go fight. We got to do what these Marines did here 75 years ago. Persevere against difficult, challenging conditions and odds and win. You got to win. Yeah, we got to win. Yeah, you can't win if the first thing you lead with is your feelings all the time. It ain't the way the world works. Sorry. Right? It'd be a nice thought. Certainly is nice, right? Maybe in heaven or some other utopian experiment that doesn't really work like that, but not in the real world. All right, with that said, currently in Quantico, the off-ramp of the Marine Corps, sunny in 74, down the coast at Marine Corps Air Station Cherry Point, the home of the 2nd Marine Air Wing. That's right, boom. Sunny in 78 down there, beautiful day in the Carolinas. Now, a little bit warmer out in the de California desert. Sun in 61 and 29 palms. They've been in the 50s the last couple of days at Pendleton. Sunny in 72. Supposed to be in the upper 80s here on the coast today. Uh, Camp Smith in Hawaii. Dark, cloudy, and 70 in Okinawa. Clear, dark, and 77 in the Philippines. In Manila, it is dark, cloudy, and 80. And as we finish our pivot to the Pacific. Darwin's reporting clear, dark, and 81. At the home of All Marine Radio, sunny and 61 today. Looking for a high of 85 degrees today. How about that? You. 81 tomorrow, 70 on Sunday, 65 on Monday, and rain, 68 on Tuesday. That is a look at your weather. Will Cosentini might join me here in a little bit. So, um, yeah. Let's see. The um, top stories. And so, yeah, so let me check the news headlines. Will actually is swimming right now. Yeah, how about that? Swimming. That's right, like a fish. That's what I'm talking about. Swimming is great exercise, just so you know. The um, So, uh, yeah, he might join me. I want to talk about Lieutenant Colonel Scheller's uh, uh, hearing yesterday. Um, so, top stories today in Stars and Stripes are, number one, Aid agencies regroup from Trump-era cuts as Afghan influx puts them to the test. Um, next headline. Russia is highly supportive of declaring an end to the Korean War, according to a diplomat. So, not so much in Stars and Stripes today in terms of news. Uh, Wall Street Journal. Top story is retail sales rise, showing resilient U.S. consumer. 
Yeah, thank God. Thank God that's what it's showing, the resilient U.S. consumer. But the resilient U.S. consumer has been kind of fickle, right? Another headline uh, in the Wall Street Journal. For the second time, for the second consecutive Friday, an Afghanistan Shiite mosque is hit by a deadly suicide bombing. 30 people are killed. Right. Uh, another headline in the Wall Street Journal, inflation sets off alarms around the world. Yeah. Yep. So, that in the news. Top headlines in um, the New York Times. Higher rent burdens tenants, fuel inflation, and trouble the Fed. Um, the story's coming about, out about what uh, what's going to be in terms of um, home heating price increases over the course of this winter, pretty sobering, right? Pretty sobering. If you add the increase in the price of gasoline and the increase in the price of heating oil to what that does to a working class family's budget, that's no bueno, man. That is no bueno. So those are headlines from... Uh, New York Times. Uh, from U.S. Um, Naval Institute news, which I like because they do hard news. When other people are, 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 are bloviating and doing bloviating type things. A um, couple stories. Um, headline. New Navy guidance will discharge sailors refusing COVID-19 vaccination without exemption. So, right, people have been told you got to get vaccinated. All active duty Navy personnel must be vaccinated by November 28th or face separation according to a Navy administrative message released on Wednesday. Any active duty Navy service members who do not get fully vaccinated or do not have an approved or pending exemption will be processed for an honorable separation without involuntary separation, according to NAV Admin 225-21, released by Vice CNO William Lesher and CNO, oh, I'm sorry, Chief of Naval Personnel, Vice Admiral John Noel. Service members in the Ready Reserves will need to be fully vaccinated by December 28th. I'm just looking to see if there's an estimate of the number of people that are unvaccinated in the Navy. Somebody told me um, there's, let's see, there have been a total of 83,000 COVID-19 cases in the Navy, including active duty civilians, active duty and civilians, according to the service. Of those, 164 deaths have resulted. There have been 14 active duty deaths. I think the size of the Navy is 350,000, something like that. But I'm looking for an estimate of the number of people that the Navy believes they will have to discharge. 
I was talking to somebody the other day, and they said Marine Corps wide, that number is about 2.5%, something like that. So if it's a couple hundred thousand, that would be Marine Corps estimate gross numbers, so some around 5,000 people the Marine Corps would be looking at. Discharging that many. No joke, man. No joke. So uh, so there you have it. Um, so that in the news this morning. Um, Afghan ambassador to the U.S. says the Taliban are struggling to govern a, a drastically different country. Now, I would say this is probably the former Afghan ambassador. The current one probably is not saying this. Okay. The Taliban is struggling. You know, it's kind of interesting. Taliban is means Taliban is a singular monolithic thing. Okay. And why are we referring to them as the Taliban? Why don't we refer to them as the government of Afghanistan? Which, in fact, is what they are. But we still refer to them as the Taliban. Interesting. And the Taliban is, meaning Taliban is singular. Everybody knows Taliban is not singular. But anyway, interesting stuff. Uh, The Taliban is struggling to govern a drastically changed country in Afghanistan, the nation's ambassador to the United States said on Wednesday. The difficulties range from a massive humanitarian crisis affecting 18 million Afghans who lack food and medical care to an economic collapse that has closed markets across the country and a festering ISIS terror campaign. Now, these are comments made by Adela Raz, right? And she said these during a forum, an online forum, that was sponsored by the Center for American, for New American Security. Adele, Adela Raz, who was appointed ambassador by the government of Ashraf Ghani and remains in Washington, said the Taliban, as I said, this doesn't sound like somebody who's currently with the government, right? Um, so the Taliban, quote, have to deliver on what they've been saying in Doha for two years. She was referring to negotiations that began under the Trump administration with the Taliban in gutter on reaching an agreement about the withdrawal of American and NATO forces and the establishment of a new Afghan government where the human rights of women and ethnic groups and minorities were guaranteed. Yeah, that's not what they said, okay? In every public pronouncement, right, they've caveated the rights of women saying, in accordance with our Islamic law, okay? Anyway, Lisa Curtis, a former national security director for South and Central Asia, said the Biden administration needs to keep its eyes wide open in dealing with the Taliban before rolling back sanctions imposed on hardline leaders like Interior Minister Haqqani. So, and what this gets after is the amount of money that the United States has frozen here in the United States. So, anyway. That is in the news today. Um, Top stories in Marine Corps Times. Uh, Day one of Outspoken Marines trial brings a guilty plea and a political sideshow. 
That is in the news. The Commandant of the Marine Corps has canceled the his birthday ball because of COVID-19 consideration. So that, that in the news. Top five stories in early bird. Number one, day one of outspoken Marines trial brings guilty plea and a political sideshow. And hopefully Will will join us and we'll talk about that. Number two, U.S. Army of the Future, an interview with Army Secretary Christine Worthman. I'm sorry, Warman, Warmuth. I'm sorry for screwing up her name. Christine Warmuth. Number three, Navy unveils discharge plans for sailors who refuse COVID-19 vaccine. We talked about that. Number four, CENTCON disputes Air Force account of attempted hijacking at Kabul airport during the Afghanistan evacuation. Number five, soldier charged in Capitol riot was already on the FBI radar when he enlisted months ago. Some overseas operations questions. Taiwan tensions raise fears of U.S.-China conflict in Asia. Next story, U.S. aims to resume regular evacuation flights from Afghanistan. I'll be curious to see how that happens. Uh, Robert Gates, former Secretary of Defense, he's in the news. Headline, Afghanistan withdrawal probably, quote, probably did not need to have turned out that way. And that is a quote from him. Uh, and then there's a whole series of um, there's a whole series of um, articles of about how the United States is falling uh, behind in the world of uh, intelligence in the, in the cyber world and uh and so that's that's a discussion that has been going on this week right that the cyber war there's articles written earlier this week the cyber war has already been lost yeah moderately sobering right moderately sobering it's already been lost uh yeah it's over you lost it what who knew right who knew we already lost it? So um, that in the news. The um, all right now. I wanna let me see if I'll call Will and see if uh, see if he can do this. So um, stand by while I kind of plug my phone in and see if I can get a hold of him. My instinct is he's not out of the pool yet, or else he would have called. Oh, that's awesome. All right. 
So uh, Will joins us right now. So, Will, I'm going to read you some stuff to fill you kind of in on this, all right? All right. And um, don't say a word. Hold on. Okay. So um, I'm going to read you. This is the story in the Washington Post. Dan Lamoth wrote it. So he's a pretty uh, competent writer. Um, headline, Marine officer pleads guilty to disrespecting senior officials, says his life spiraled down after posting viral videos. Now, I will say this about that. That is one of the few accurate headlines that have ever been written about this. Okay? That they don't they don't mention the word Afghanistan in it because Afghanistan is not relevant to the Marine Corps case against Lieutenant Colonel Scheller. Anyway, so... Um, Things that you should know, and then, Will, you can give us your thoughts on this. Um, Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller, a combat veteran who served in Iraq and Afghanistan, and Afghanistan, testified that he knew he was defying orders and that his life had began spiraling out of contr- spiraling down after he posted his first video in August. He said his wife left him, fellow Marine officers turned their backs on him, and the Marine Corps opened that investigation into his actions. Scheller said he continued posting after receiving positive feedback from backers, including elected officials. Quote, many Gold Star families, junior enlisted Marines, and members of Congress reached out to support my statement, Scheller said, referring in part to the families of service members who died in the line of duty. Um... The article goes on. Scheller pled guilty to charges that included disrespect towards superior commission officers, willfully disobeying a superior commission officer, and dereliction in the performance of duties. An agreement reached between Scheller and the Marine Corps holds that a military judge, Colonel Glenn Hines, can sentence him to no more than a letter of reprimand and a seizure of two-thirds of his pay for up to 12 months, which would cost Scheller tens of thousands of dollars. Sentencing is expected on Friday. The article goes on. Among those testifying, and this is the carnival part of it, among those testifying on his behalf were Representative Louis Gomert, Republican Texas, and Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican Georgia, two of the most controversial members of Congress. They questioned why Scheller has been prosecuted for his actions when senior U.S. officials such as President Biden, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, and General Mark Milley, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, have not been flooded, have not been uh, tried for their crimes. Quote, but then the article goes on, but Schiller ran afoul of numerous military regulations and laws. He agreed as part of his guilty plea that service members do not have the same freedom of speech to criticize senior U.S. officials as civilians, and he acknowledged that he disobeyed a direct order to stop posting his criticisms on social media. In an 11-page stipulation of facts discussed in court, prosecutors laid out 27 instances in which Scheller disrespected senior officials and brought discredit upon himself as a Marine officer. Scheller signed the document as part of his plea deal. Scheller posted two more videos after the first one, including a second in a khaki service uniform in which he solicited donations to a nonprofit organization called Pipe Hitter Foundation. 
It was launched by the family of retired Chief Petty Officer Edward Gallagher, a U.S. Navy SEAL acquitted for murder in Iraq in 2019. Soliciting donations while in uniform went against Marine Corps policy, Scheller acknowledged under oath on Thursday. After defying orders to stop posting on social media, Scheller was thrown in the brig in September. He said he thinks he was imprisoned illegally, but acknowledged he had been warned several times by his commanding officer, Colonel David Emmel. Quote, I understand that the chain of command did not want me to post on social media after the gag order, Scheller said, under questioning by Hines. That much was clear. So, Will, um, what in fact, this sounds like more than an Article 32 hearing. Yay? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I'm reading a different article and I think this was the actual court martial that occurred and before a judge instead of before members. And so to set this up, they had a pretrial agreement in place so they didn't have to go through the entire rigmarole of the court so the so Scheller had a very good defense attorney because he basically got him a letter of reprimand. So the maximum Scheller can get letter of reprimand and forfeiture of two-thirds pay for, I think it's a year. Yeah, for a year. And, and, uh, um, and it says they're going to discharge him as well. So that means that he would forfeit his uh, retired pay and benefits. He retain his veterans benefits, be that as it may. But he gives up his retirement. That's how I'm reading this now. So this was, I think, the actual court-martial after they had agreed to the plea deal. Got it. Got it. The, um, if I, this, my cell phone signal into this mixer is low. I mean, can you pick up on Skype if I call you on that? And yes. I, Okay. Hold on one second. So, uh, we'll, uh, yeah, if you don't mind hanging up, um, I know that audio sounds kind of weak, so. We'll do our best to remedy that, and uh, and we'll get Will on Skype, which is, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All right, joining me now through the wonders of uh, the world is uh, just out of the pool. Uh, he is a Navy guy, so this all is coming together for us nicely. Um uh, first of all, let's talk about your swimming. All right. Yeah. You're doing a little green on green PT with your, uh, Will's got his camera on so I can see his green sweatshirt. Uh, is that to, is that to motivate yourself? No, it's sweatshirt weather in the Midwest. It's 58 degrees. It's fall <laughs> and winter is coming. There you go. And when you get out of the pool, it's always good to be warm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so, um, not so once we have the plea um agreement and the marine corps not anxious as we talked about to prosecute this and see this drug out 
because of the carnival that surrounds it. Um, is there anything here that surprises you? Um, nothing surprises me. I'm, I'm wondering about the Marjorie Taylor Greene and Louis Gohmert. So, so Scheller takes a plea deal and then, uh, the judge, you know, drags him through the knot hole a little bit because the judge has got to be sure that Scheller understands what the deal means. Uh, and Scheller goes on the record, you know, Scheller basically signs a plea deal saying, I recognize that I'm guilty and I'm willing to accept punishment no more than letter of reprimand and loss of two thirds pay. And so one of the things that the judge must do is ensure that Scheller understands a plea deal and that he did in fact plead guilty. So he takes him through his paces and Scheller says, I was guilty of this and guilty of that. And then Scheller also has the option to put in an unsworn statement so that he can't be crossed on that. And so he puts in, he puts in an unsworn statement. Um, and apparently he also can call. So I guess they do the, you're guilty. Yes, I agree. I'm guilty. And then they do a little bit of penalty phase to see if there's anything in mitigation and so that's when he calls these character witnesses, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Louis Gohmert. Um, and I got to say, I hate the headline. It says, two of the more controversial members of Congress. Right. I mean, personally, I think Nancy Pelosi is really controversial, but that's just me. Um, I don't know why they got to put that word in there. They just put two members of Congress um, who admittedly know nothing of the actual facts of this case. And so this is where, you know, Scheller poisons the, the point, the whole point that he was trying to make in his first video. And it becomes, uh, you know, now it's a political football. And again, he's being used by political people um, that, that want to make a, a point. If, if Louis Gohmert's been in Congress a long time, I don't know how long. But if he really gave a shit about Afghanistan, he would have been on the warpath for it for the last 20 years. Right? He's been in the majority. He's been in the minority. Uh, I, I really don't know what he does. But I know that he has not been on the, the warpath about our path forward in Afghanistan for 20 years because I got a feeling we probably would have heard about it. Right? Um, so he missed his opportunity. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, I don't know much about her. I think she's the woman that they refuse to give committee assignments to. Right. Um, and so I don't know that she ran on a platform of, of here's what we should have been doing in Afghanistan. And here's where the senior leadership failed. I don't think she had anything to do with that. So this is just, you know, this is a, a it's a, it's a political baseball bat that she's trying to hit somebody with. Right. And Scheller, unfortunately, sort of prostitutes himself to allow himself to be used that way. And it's, it's stupid. I mean, you know, the Marine Corps wishes that none of this ever happened. In the end, the Marine Corps wants Marines to appropriately follow orders and regulations. They want officers to lead in that. And when people don't do that, they want the rest of the force to make clear that there will be accountability 
Uh, Scheller seems to have admitted his fault and guilt in all of this. So the institution, I think, is happy that that is good order and discipline being restored. And it gets this thing off the front page because the last thing the Marine Corps wants is when Americans are talking about the Marine Corps is to be talking about this crap. They'd rather be talking about all the great Marines um, that actually are out there trying to do the nation's bidding. So, so in all of this, what was the, what was the question that that you, as this thing comes to market? uh, And and again, the carnival atmosphere aside, um, you as a, a Marine officer, what was the thing you were most curious? I, I would say the thing that I, I was wondering if there was any way that they could thread the needle that would somehow discipline him, yet allow him to retire, knowing that he's got family things going on. And has, and again, I don't know this for a fact, I've never, but I had people approach me while I was in North Carolina asking me if I was aware of this and blah, 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 blah. And that was, there's members of his family that have special needs. And again, I don't know. Again, I don't know that to be a fact. But when you have that, your retirement is pretty substantial to supporting them. And so um, I don't. Uh, um, so the, so the retirement is is that was the thing I was most curious about. Was there any way and, to, to thread this needle? And again, it. And I think we've said this repeatedly. Um, he, he clearly does not seem to be well. And of sound mind, in my opinion, uh, when you see the um, when you see the the videos as they're strung together, um, so that was the biggest thing I was curious about. What about you? I I would just say on that too, and and you know I almost violated one of my cardinal rules in reading something in the media and thinking they actually know what the fuck they're talking about. So um, yeah, a rare moment of weakness. Yeah, he it. I don't believe that in a plea deal, he would have accepted a punitive discharge. So a bad conduct discharge, dishonorable discharge. So um, I forget, he's, he's got 17, 18 years in? Yes, 17, I think. We 17, I think. Yeah, so the fact that he took a court-martial and gets a letter of reprimand um, and forfeiture of potentially forfeiture or two-thirds pay for a year does not necessarily mean, uh, in fact, it doesn't mean that he'll be discharged immediately. And so um, I'm just trying to think how this would work out if it weren't so completely high profile. If you send a guy to a general court-martial and, and he pleads guilty and is not awarded a punitive discharge i don't know if the if you would do an administrative processing to administratively separate him or not i'm i'm too long away from doing that kind of stuff so he he may actually serve out two more years and change and apply for retirement and be accepted and if and if that was the case but i thought you said that that because lamoth doesn't say that in his washington post article about being separated but you said the right. other, the other the other the other article does. Yeah, and that's what I mean. I almost read something in the media and thought that they actually knew what the fuck they were talking about, and that's that was a weakness on my point. Yeah, that's pretty. Right? That's pretty stunning. I might have to. I know you just got out of the pool and shit like that, but that's like a that's like um, like the 
That's like that, Michael Jordan missing a dunk shot, right? You know. Yeah, or like in, England just the England just sank. Like, what the fuck just happened? I know. I read some in the media and and did not run it through the filter of they really <laughs> don't know what they're talking about, particularly on details. So what's going on? He what's may it? be getting discharged, but then again, he may not. He may, you know, apply for retirement when he gets to twenty years, and then likely, if that's the case. They would have to do a board of inquiry to determine what was the last satisfactory rank he served at. And if you're a lieutenant colonel and you take a court martial and you plead guilty, I'm not sure that they can retire you as a lieutenant colonel. But, you know, they'd retire him as a major. So all may not be lost on that front. I don't know. Um, One would assume that would come out today in the in this thing. This hearing continues today. And so yeah. I, I believe. I would believe that there would be more news along those lines and yeah. his. Um, and we, we can find out through sources, you know, whatever next week. Right. If if he's actually being separated or not. Got it. Got it. All right. Next subject. Um, unless you have something else to say. Sound like you uh, did. Yeah. On this, I was. So and here's how court martials work as well. Typically, you know, you're the convening authority as the commanding officer, and then all the lawyers take over. And the lawyers love to charge people with everything. Right. Um, and they love to try and prosecute them. You know, don't ever jaywalk and allow a lawyer to take over a case in the Marine Corps because they'll be looking for the death penalty. No, it's ridiculous. And so I was, I was interested to see if – commanders would stay involved in this. And I believe, I think we talked about it last week or so, that letter of reprimand, you know, kind of thing and dismissal would be appropriate and serve justice. And so it appears that obviously this thing is high profile enough that they squashed most of the uh, nefarious doings of the lawyers and seem to keep the commanders in charge. And I think that commanders are much better at doing justice than lawyers are. So I think that may have happened. You know, it's been a phenomenon in the Marine Corps. The, the, the lawyer's job used to be, right, get me to yes. Right? That's what their job yeah. used to be. Okay, look, get the lawyer in here. Sir? Yeah, hey, hey, not head. Find me a way legally to get to yes on this. Yes, sir. Now lawyers think, well, you know, they think they're commanding officers. Well, I don't. You shouldn't do this. Uh, you can't do this. La 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 la. It's been a crazy phenomenon in the Marine Corps. That genie needs to go back inside of its bottle and stay there. Well, it takes commanding officers to stand up on their hind legs. You know, for example, when you're the oh. battalion commander and you bring a guy to hey, let me ask you about that. That's a pretty recent phenomenon, too. Commanders that don't stand up on their hind legs, right? I mean, yeah, there was sure. most of the time in the Marine Corps. Do you attribute that to social media? Do you attribute that to our yeah. deteriorated public no, school I would, system? I mean, you have I, your own thoughts about Virginia Tech, for God's sakes. Um, it, was, uh, it, was, it was happening when we were in, for sure. You know, and that was pre-social media. You know, again, I, I had some great examples. Simple stuff. When we were going into Bosnia and doing rules of engagement, we're out on the ship, and John Allen was my battalion commander, and he said teaching rules of engagement is is not a lawyer thing. That's a commander thing. Uh, and then when 
when we got into ROE training before our deployment for OIF2, you know, the division JAG was going to come down and teach a class. And I said, well, you can observe, but this is commander thing. Battalion commander and company commanders teach rules of engagement. I don't know if that was an anomaly in the division at the time. I think it probably was. No, probably not. Well, at the time, what year was that? That was uh, 2003, 4, 03 and 04. Hmm. Between the march up and OIF2. Right. So, so just for people out there, you know, when you're the battalion commander and a Marine commits a, or you suspect a Marine of committing a minor offense that would be appropriate to be handled at office hours, which is administrative punishment. Well, one of the Marines' rights is to refuse administrative punishment and demand court-martial. So that happens sometimes. And for me, I'm like, how'd they call it? Toyota Justice. You want it? You got it. You, you, you request court-martial, I'm happy to give it to you. And then the lawyers would come back to either one of two ways. Number one, they'd say, sir, you got to see if this guy will go back and take NJP. We don't want to do this in court martial. And I'm like, you know, fuck that. If, if there was enough to charge the guy with to bring him to office hours, then there should be enough to take to a court martial. I'm not going to bring a guy into office hours that I think is not guilty or that we don't have enough to charge him with. And then just use the authority of my office to be able to do that. That's not justice. That's bullshit. So if there's a guy that got into my office and I looked at the evidence and and that Marine did not want to accept non-judicial punishment, I'm going to give him his court martial. So some of the lawyers try and talk you out of doing court martials. And then the other one is, OK, the Marine committed an offense and you wrote the charge sheet and you broke him in. You brought him in officers for that particular offense. And he refuses officers who wants a court-martial. And so then the lawyers get involved, and all of a sudden he's being charged with 17 different offenses. And they would come in and say, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. Maybe he did this. Maybe he did that. We think he did this. We think he did that. And if he's guilty on one, he's guilty on all of them. And I'm like, fuck you. This is what this is the offense that we think he committed. This is what I charged him with. And brought him in for non-judicial punishment, and he refused. This is the charge that he should withstand at a court-martial, and I'm not interested in all that other crap. But the lawyers think that they run the disciplinary system in the Marine Corps. Right. And uh, and it was, it was a pain in the ass at times dealing with overzealous prosecutors, and then— in a case like this, could Scheller, had we not done a plea deal, done 10 years in jail? Yeah. Would that have been justice? Um, not likely. But there have been lawyers out there pushing for the edge of the envelope. And I, and I paint with a broad, broad brush right. of lawyers because right, right. for the most part, they deserve it. There actually are, though, some very good lawyers and thoughtful human beings who happen to be lawyers in the Marine Corps. My experience, though, is they were um, definitely a minority. I don't know how small of a minority, but they were less than 50%. So, all right. That was a pretty good lawyer rant for Friday morning. <laughs> that was. That was an, so, how do you really feel about lawyers, Will? The, um, the, yeah, but that's been a phenomenon in the Marine Corps. Um, where they're, for some reason, their stock has gone up, and commanders who used to, who used to, you know, stand them in their corner 
and say, look, paper this so I can do this. Yes, sir. Right. Now get told, well, sir, you can't do that. That never used to be the case. Okay. (laughs) That never, you know, the great dinosaurs of the Marine Corps were the commanders. What's that? Oh, that's, that's Lieutenant Colonel Bice coming down the hallway. Oh, I thought so. Because that's the way that shit sounded. Because they they threw the heavy hammer. What do you think co- is causing all this? Because, you know, is it social media? It's, the, that, is no, it, it's, it's our entire society. It just is. Um, you know, everybody... Uh, uh, I would never tell someone to not exercise their rights but but it's right it's insanity and everything is legal now you know you 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 buy any sort of product and it's got a 72 page disclaimer about all the legalities because we solve things by using sicking lawyers on each other which is probably good in a democratic society but in the military you know I mean, think about it. Here, I don't there's think, a, I don't think it's good in a democratic society. With, with ship's captains, the only time that you cannot uh, refuse non-judicial punishment if it's offered to or if, you, know, if you're brought before non-judicial punishment, like I said, a Marine comes into my office as a battalion commander and can refuse non-judicial punishment to get a court-martial. You know the only place you can't do that. Go ahead. At sea. At sea. That CO of that ship brings you in for non-judicial punishment. That's it. There is nothing else. There is no recourse. And so the absolute power of a captain at sea, right? And then you read, you know, finding a fact, 137 and 138. Oh, yeah, I didn't know. It's like, do you know that they don't have any rights relative to requesting trial by court-martial under your command? Yeah. What? What? Who yeah, told you? Who told you that? You can, yeah, Army battalion in combat, you can refuse NJP. Air Force flying in a tanker, right? You can refuse NJP. Yeah, at sea, the CO of that ship, you cannot refuse if he just and and he can run you right through the knothole on that thing. Uh, I think at sea they can still do bread and water, but it's really hard to do. So. Yeah, bread and water is. Yeah, it's you know, hard to award that because the lawyers got involved and you got all kinds of freaking things you got to do to have it set up. So, yeah, yeah, bread and water is more pain than it's worth. Right. Yeah. yeah. Old school. Though. <laughs> it is old school. It is old school. The um. now I'm going to I'm going to give you a little rumor that I heard and I want to I want to I want to we're going to have the Will's rumor. Right. Um. Will's rumor gauge, okay? So if I was to tell you there's a rumor going around that the damage to a United States Navy nuclear-powered attack submarine was done in a collision with a Chinese submarine, what would you say? Uh, Would you be more inclined to believe that or more inclined to believe it just ran into something underwater? Yeah, no, it... It it ran into something underwater, and could it have been a Chinese submarine? I don't know if the Chinese got drone things out there. Um, and I think I saw a picture of this. Oh, the Connecticut. Yep. 
I think I saw a picture of it. The damage? Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw something a couple days ago. I may, maybe it was just stock footage of a submarine that run into something. Hmm. Yeah, I would but think they was, would. I would think there would not be too many photographers allowed around. Now, I mean, how do you hide that, right? Once it pulls into yeah. Guam. Yeah, and and again, I I'm going to see if I can find it. I'm not going to look for it right now. But I, I saw a picture USS of Connecticut sub- damage. I don't know that I spelled Connecticut right. Um. Three days ago. Oh, you fuck. Got a picture? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty extensive, right? Holy shit. Like the front end of that submarine got peeled off. Wow. So it bumped into something at speed, right? <laughs> okay, so if you were a betting man. Yeah, so, so here, here's the here's the rumor that, that that somebody fed me yesterday. And like I'm never I'm never averse to spreading a, a quality rumor, right? I mean under the heading of never get the uh let the, the truth get in the way of a uh of a good story, I just posted that picture in the little chat window. And so if you go looking for it, go look for USS Connecticut. Uh, you can see where a fire evidently took place. I would assume electrical, since it was underwater. Um, and there's a blue t- there's a blue tarp over a portion of it. Now, um, this thing is in dry dock already, right? And um, and I would assume that the blue tarp is over some sort of classified array. Um, although I do not know, I would think most of this would be classified, but yeah, the skin is gone. And so on the, on, on the forward part of the nose of the submarine and then down the left side, I don't know how many feet that would be. Um, but it's substantial. Uh, Yeah. Look at the guy standing on top of that figure. He's six feet tall, right? Yeah. So that's gotta be 50 feet, 60 feet. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's pretty massive damage. Yeah, it's huge damage. So there you go. One attack submarine, not going to work for a while. And so, uh, yeah. So, so again, now, so the, the full rumor was they were tailing a, Jap- a, a Japanese, oops, a Chinese submarine. So would you believe that or they ran into something? Yeah, I... I got a feeling that there was another vessel involved in this. That's it? Come on, I'm and giving would... you like they were tailing it. Okay. Yeah. Why wouldn't they be? Yeah. And we can do that because it is the silent service after all. And the Chinese don't know they're there except they find out, right? When we bump into them. And <laughs> under the surface. And then they then they throw it in reverse. <laughs> right? They throw it in. They throw the son of a bitch in reverse because that's what Chinese. No, that would be the Russians because they would be the drunk. Ivan. Exactly. They throw it in reverse. They would go out and come back <laughs> on the reciprocal course. Exactly. At speed. <laughs> At sea underwater. That's the Russian right vodka spilling all over the the map board there in the center of the of the uh, whatever that thing is the. I don't know what what is that thing? The plotting board. The plotting board. What do you call that part of the submarine? 
It's in the uh, well. It's the bridge. That's the bridge of the submarine. I thought the bridge was up in the sail. No, that's the conning tower. That's the conning tower. So that would be the bridge of the submarine is where the periscope is and all that shit. Do they have yeah. periscopes anymore? Sure, they do. Hmm. They got periscopes that look up there. They got antennas that come off of the top of that thing. Yeah. Yeah, they got all. So they stay submerged. They put the antenna up, and they could do burst data transmission and shit like that, right? Yeah. They can receive in a passive mode. Yeah. Anyway, when you look at the USS Connecticut, so there's a little rumor for you, right? And uh, so, um, all right. Uh, big plans this weekend? No, not really. Uh, it's like I said, it's it's uh, fall. Here in the Midwest, so it's well, really nice out. Why do you keep? Why do you keep pointing that out? We all know it's fall. Will come on. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful weather here. You know, the fall and the spring are beautiful here. The winter is miserable, but it's not like the Great Plains of North Dakota, where only idiots live. Um, no, look, you can live there. You can live there. You have to have a Carhartt jacket, and which you don't need all the time, and you have to have an automatic car starter. And seat heaters help too, and and if you have, let me tell you, nothing says I love you at Christmas like a car starter that has a range of like two miles. If you <laughs> if you want if you want your wife or your husband to look at you and just say I love you so much, right? You get them a a remote car starter that can that can turn something on like underground from seventeen miles away, and they would just look at you and go. I used to turn my fucking car on about a half hour before I'd get in it. Yeah, see, normal people don't have to do that. Yeah. Like, people live in Florida. Yeah, so. you, and you turn it on, and that means my remote, it would only start for 15 minutes. So I'd have to start it a second time. So I'd, I'd, I'd set a little timer on my watch or my phone, start it once. I'd go out there as snug as a bug in a rug. Right? Set my ass down on that hot seat heater. Oh. And my ex-wife used to love that shit. She would get in the car and she'd go, oh, this feels great. Like, yeah, it's not so bad up here, is it? <laughs> no. No. Of course not. As long as you have an automatic car starter and seat heaters. Here's an email. Rumor. Then why does Big Navy come out and deny that they ran into another sub? You figure the Chicoms know. So why are, why are they lying to us? Yeah, and well, I mean... Now, first so of all, we don't know is, what the truth is. No, what's the alternative story? We were downplaying chicken in the sea with the Chinese because it's something that we do, and we ran into them because they threw the son of a bitch in reverse without telling us. So what's the other plausible story is that they ran into some uncharted... No, you that's know, not plausible. That, no. Obstruction. No, 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 no. I reject that. It's a submarine, right? They have thing. They have this new invention called sonar, okay? I, I'm just saying, that's the only other other explanation. Though, okay, right? you're, hey, you're a Naval Academy grad. Answer me this, all right? So as, if a, when a sub run, when an airplane goes nose cold, right, it's not emitting anything, right? Its receivers are on. Can a sub go nose cold? If it sure. goes, it goes nose cold, but it 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 is operating then by charts. Yeah. Right. Just by charts. Sure. They do it all the time. 
Hmm. Figure those those uh, ballistic mi- missile submarines. They're yeah, rarely... we're not talking about those. We're talking about an attack submarine. That yeah. so so if I'm behind you, and you're like you're like you're like an Italian submarine, like captain, and I'm behind you in my United States Navy or Navy nuclear powered, extremely quiet because it's like a Prius, right? It's just like swooshing around underneath the sea, and you don't know I'm there. Okay. But if you turn your sonar on, I know you're there. I can't really I can't really track you so well. So I would be tracking you, collecting on you, nose cold. That's a dangerous game. You start playing chicken. Yeah. You start playing now, do you think they could have like the Richard Richard Basehart voyage to the bottom of the sea glass bridge up there and that's what they're Hiding up there is the glass bridge in Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. So they're actually standing there. Looking out the window. They're, no, they're not they're looking out the window at 20,000 leagues under the sea? No, I don't think How so. How far is the league, actually? Oh, you should know that. I should know that, shouldn't I? That's part of ships and, ships and shoals. What do they call that? Shoals and rocks? What do they call that? Rocks and shoals. Rocks and shoals. GCMJ, the rocks and shoals. Damn it. I hate when I do that. We got out. We we got away from that because everybody had rights after WW two. Oh so. my god! When they actually had none. Um, the um, so no big glass thing in the front. That's what that blue thing's covering up. That Richard Basehart and the. And, I don't. I hate to break it to you, but I really don't think that's. What and his first. Doing. And then so they're standing there going, "Oh shit! Reverse, reverse, reverse! All stop! All reverse!" Right. The Chinese, there's no backup lights on a sub, is there? So there's no way you would have only noticed it if you were staying at the window and the propeller starts getting bigger. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Um, okay. So, yeah, this is, uh, again, this is just a rumor. Somebody fed it to me yesterday, and I thought, you know what? It sounds plausible. I want this to be true because I'll accept the damage for those reasons. Because I feel if it's not for that, then we just ran in, we just drove the fucking sub into something. Well, let's, okay, so let's just... Let's think about that. Let's just wait for a little bit. If they just drove the sub into something... Yes. Who is accountable? Nobody. Yeah, you know. Does he know that he's responsible for everything the sub does and fails to do? Because if he's not, I now think there's legal precedent that he could say, hey... You didn't get the guy in the Somerset, so and people died in that, so why would you come for me? I mean, come yeah. on. You didn't go get Millie, but you court-martialed Schiller. He got off, too. So now, I just because I drove my fucking ship into, into the fucking mountain underwater, you think you're going to come for me? Fuck you, man. There you go. I should be it's a... It's amazing how all this stuff is related. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's why the one question court martial is not only beautiful, it's necessary. Necessary right? and unbelievably effective. Right. Right. You want There's to... clarity in it. Yep. Oh, now we're going to pull it all apart and be fair to you. Oh, no, we're not. We're only interested in one thing. You fucked it up. You were in charge. End of discussion. Yeah, because on the other end of that spectrum is the dinosaur CEO who owns everything. Because I am going to be accountable for everything, 
I get to decide everything. I am in charge. And it, it leads to the style of leadership uh, that, I don't know, won a couple of world wars and did a bunch of other great things. Got us all the way across the plains, yada, yada, yada. But if the CO is not empowered and he's just another you know, guy or another member, girl right on the board of directors is very collegial and, and, you know, we, we want people to feel good about this and, and yeah, and look, I don't poo poo things like morale. And I, and I tell you something, I never took Marines rights lightly. Part of your job as a CEO is to make sure that Marines do exercise their rights properly. That being said though, when you take away what it means to be the commanding officer and you, you start chipping away at all the authorities that that person has, you're going to lose accountability as well. When you lose accountability, there's, there's eight dead Marines and one dead corpsman and nobody involved on the Navy side where there's very, very clear authorities and responsibilities. Nobody is accountable for that. Hmm, I wonder why. I actually don't wonder why. I know why. Uh, yeah, the one question court-martial. But the lawyers couldn't have that. It's too easy, you know. So. Yeah, it takes it, it takes away their power because they've got to come in and tell you how complicated it is. It is and only uh, and only they can understand it. So you have yeah. to you have no you you don't really know what you're doing here. All right. Yeah. Well, look. Uh, what is it? you said? It's supposed to be mild over the weekend, so it's not going to be yeah. cold there. So that's good. That's good. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I ain't got any big plans. Look, I'm retired. The weekend is when you don't do things. When you're retired, right? That's kind of everybody it. else is doing. Things. Yeah, that's that's when things aren't good. Um, email. What kind of swimming does Will do? Do you do like the old guy slow laps? Looks like you're so, hooked to a life so support I, system. If you go any slower, right, you'll be at the you'll be with Richard Basehart at the voyage to the bottom of the sea. No, um, or do you do a, some? Uh, do you do some like Max style, which is go in there and swim like an angry person? Which is your which is your I, I actually have a uh, uh, over-the-forehead uh, swimming snorkel. Over-the-forehead swimming snorkel. What is What the fuck yeah. is that? Yeah, you... instead of a snorkel that goes, like, over the side of your face, it goes over the over your nose and over the top of your head. Look it up. You can buy one. They're about 30 bucks. Do you have, so like, go... do you have, like, underwater music shit? No, I don't. I go in and I swim 2K. So that's 80 lengths of the pool. That's what I do, and it takes about forty-five minutes. I do that three times a week. I've been doing that for, uh, other than COVID time, I've been doing it for about the last I don't know fourteen years. Can you transmit COVID in a pool via water? Well, you know, it's funny when COVID first came out. Uh, I'm getting out of the pool, so this is whatever. February, this is March of 2020, and. Uh, the old lady's water aerobics class is about to start. And I hear him chattering about whether it's safe to be in the pool with this new COVID thing. And, uh, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, of all the places, <laughs> think of all the chemical disinfectants that we're being bombarded with in this pool. But yeah, people were, Hey, afraid. well, I never know. I mean, it could be a conductor, right? Could be an, yeah, ampl I, I, could be an ampl amplifier. Of, water is an amplifier of COVID. In my in my pool, I think they just stopped doing it. 
What? They had a kid going around wiping down, you know, the aluminum bars? Yes. When you climb out of the boat, they had a kid wiping those down. Every of course they did. Of course they did. Unbelievable. Right. No, yeah. no wonder they don't want to work. I mean, they're doing shit like that. Yeah. Hey, what do you think? Do you, do you have any insight into this? All the people that that are not in the workforce anymore, how the fuck are they paying their bills? Yeah, well, but, well, part of, you know, there's a huge demographic trend. We're losing workers in the workforce because the workforce is aging. And that's been going on for many right. years. Many years. So the workforce, the available workforce has been going down. So that's a, that's a piece of this. Um, the second part of it is I think that there's not an insignificant number of people that figured out the underground economy. Um, what does that mean? You're talking so they're working, they're working off the books oh. in places so they don't appear in statistics. Got it. Uh, What's up? So give me an example. I, give me an example of that. Um, guys that do construction off the books. Uh, guys that drive trucks. Um, Uber. But you're, that's yeah. statistically. Uber, no, Uber. Yeah, Uber is, I think, uh, because it's digital, you can't get away from it. But look, I know I know guys that do things like uh, flip houses and and build decks and, you know, they do that kind of stuff, contracting type stuff. And I I sense that in not small percentage of their workforce is off the books. Um, mm. So those aren't reflected in employment numbers. Um, and then I think. Enhanced benefits. Um, disincentivize people, you know, why, why work for 11, 25 an hour, pay social security tax when you can get the equivalent, uh, of $10 an hour in, um, in benefits. And so, you know, when we finally shut down all the enhanced unemployment i mean what well, i think you can get unemployment for for like 58 or 60 weeks or something so when that stuff goes away and you know they haven't done stimulus checks in a while you think about it what's a stimulus check what were they paying people 1200 bucks i don't know i i don't i don't think it was 2000 and and i don't want to disparage anybody out there but if 1200 is life-changing to you I mean, that's insanity, it, right? It's a, I think for even in Kansas City, it's like a month's rent. It's not a month's rent with utilities and everything. But I think all those benefits have 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 cut down. The, the demographic trend has cut it down. People going into the underground economy has cut it down. Enhanced benefits has cut it down. And I... When you look at supply chains in particular, you know, supply chains are um, tuned to like 1%. And so you screw up at the 1% level and all of a sudden, um, you know, it's not like there was 10 or 20 or 30% slack in that system. They were right on the knife's edge. Um, and you back away some of that capacity and all of a sudden it just starts piling up. And I'll tell you, the thing in Long Beach is... Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you if you could explain that as a train guy. How well, how all of a sudden do we it's a not... It's a longshoreman thing. 
Um, you know, Long Beach, I, I think they said they're going to 24-hour ops now. But Long Beach, like three months ago, um, the longshoremen took an hour break at lunchtime. So Long Beach, the port of Long Beach, no trucks moved in and out of it between 12 and 1 o'clock every day. Can you believe that? Yeah, I can. Opens at 8, shuts down at noon, opens at 1, shuts down at 5. And then what California did is they said, you know, there's just a lot of emissions down here between the trucks and the trains. And so they put green requirements on a bunch of the trucks that are down there. And, and a lot of those trucks are just cabs and they're not even street legal. They can only operate inside the ports. Uh, so there was no emissions on any of them. So California put emissions requirements on all those and all the gypsy truck drivers. And so it wiped out a huge amount of the capacity of the truck drivers who pick those containers up and, and take them from the port to warehouses or from the port to the rail uh, to move them inland. So when you wipe out a big chunk of that capacity, you're just not able to unload. And then, I mean, those longshoremen, um, the guys that operate the cranes make a couple, 300 grand a year yeah. in Long Beach. No, they're huge. And, uh, and I think the guys that are just a longshoreman on the piers, um, they're probably making, you know, 120, 130 grand a year. And now that we're running 24 seven, good God almighty. You know, you're going to have, you're going to have guys in that union making 200 grand a year. Um, because they'll be getting time and a half and whatnot and uh, to basically watch containers get loaded and unloaded. So price of poker just went up, you know, just con contributes to inflation. Right. So, Which will be passed on immediately to the consumers of this country. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, Cali California screwed this up. I, I just, sure. it, 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 it is. It, so when you think about this, it, and as I, I said, I said this before, but, from my house, if you go down towards the Coast Highway um, in Costa Mesa, Newport Beach, you go through Costa Mesa ends into Newport Beach, and there's a street called Superior. And you take Superior, and it takes you down to the Coast Highway. So you go down this hill. And when you, when you come around a corner, you see the vastness of the Pacific Ocean in front of you. Okay? And at that point, you slam the brakes on, and you think, the fucking Chinese are invading us, right? This is the this is what the amphibious invasion looks like. Except these 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 ships are like skyscrapers in the water. I can't even I can't imagine this shit in heavy seas, okay? Because they are just so so stacked up. Anyway, that aside. So how do we get to this point? How does this thing that's a problem now these ships are stacked and parked all the way down to Laguna Beach? I don't know how many miles that is, okay? But one would think, I've never seen it in my lifetime. So one would think, like, what is the impediment? And this is going to have an impact on the nation's economy. Why has it taken months for this thing to boil into something that this needs to be solved? Well, who's your secretary of transportation? I don't even know. Pete Buttigieg. 
You know, the former mayor Is that of him? South Bend. Yeah, the former mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Well, he seems like a capable and nice man. Can he not yeah, solve this? Sure, he knows everything. But about the Teamsters him. told him to go fuck off, right? Well, the not necessarily the Teamsters, the longshoremen in this case. Um, but you know, he's, he's they're all in on this green stuff, and look, the green stuff doesn't work. If, well, if you know, the green stuff, green, the green stuff might work, okay? But here's the problem with green: when you don't have enough of it, and you convert to it, you know what happens? You have what's called a shortage, okay? And that's what we got right now. <laughs> and you're reading, you're reading about the cost of heating this summer for everybody. I saw, I saw interviews with New Yorkers yesterday as gasoline hit $5 a gallon because we were pumping the world full of gasoline, and we've now stopped, okay? And now we're begging OPEC to, like, open the spigot again. Like, what happened? And so between yeah. $5 a gallon, that impacts everybody in the nation's budget. $5 a gallon. And heating oil. Natural, heating, natural gas. Is natural gas. Right, all of it is going through the roof. Like, we, how did we become a third world nation in like not very long? Oh, I remember we elected Joe Biden. Yeah, and I'll, you know, Long Beach in uh, the port of LA in Long Beach is the biggest one in the country, and it's freaking massive. It is. It's all. If you've never seen it and you've never been, it it's like it's it's phenomenal to go see. It's interesting to me too because I, you know, I unfortunately had to learn a lot about this in my civilian career. There's nothing in the U.S. that remotely comes close to that or can pick up the slack. And you're seeing things like, you know, eastern states are advertising, hey, send your stuff around here, send it through the Panama Canal. They just widen the Panama Canal. It's actually cheaper to to keep things on a ship on the water longer. The problem is none of these eastern facilities have remotely close to the capacity that Long Beach does. And They're also- East Coast. It's bullshit. The surf on the East Coast is bullshit, right? The ports on the East Coast are bullshit, right? The only thing good about the East Coast is the Italian restaurants there. The rest of it, you could flush down. Watching sports on the East Coast. Patrick last night is bitching because we're watching the end of the giant Dodger game. And, I, and he's like, it's, it is 12-18 here. I said, it's only 9.18 here. I think I'm going to watch a movie after this shit. So the East Coast is bullshit, okay? Anyway, go ahead. Will. Yeah, but I would say, look, the Marine Corps should only recruit its officer corps from Northeast ethnics. You know why? Because <laughs> they're idiots, and they'll follow any no, no, instructions. No, 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 no. Yeah. We wouldn't be a better Marine Corps. We'd be funnier, though. <laughs> We'd be funnier. We'd be funnier. I don't know that's true. I don't know that's true. So we'd be funnier. The um so back to the serious topic at hand of the port of Long Beach. It is phenomenal. Right? And so but again, so my 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 question is how does this thing boil into a situation where you have toy makers saying Christmas is lost? It's over. Kind of like yeah. our fight for the cyber fight with China. It's yeah, over. Yeah, look, so you, 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 how does nobody fix it? People's ability to work, right? We, we shut down the economy. 
we took some marginal people out of the economy by basically subsidizing their lifestyle. Uh, we put restrictions uh, th- via threats of the government and also enforced by local governments. Think of the social distancing, which is completely based on a guess and not on science. And so we restricted all parts of that supply chain, um, mm. warehouse workers, uh, dock workers, uh, then we add on green energy requirements would take a chunk of that capacity out. And again, when the machine is so finely tuned to get it to operate at maximum profit, that means there's no slack capacity because slack capacity is capacity that you're paying for, but is not generating revenue and profit. So business has squeezed all there's, you know, there's no warehousing in the United States significantly like there used to be because the warehouse was the supply chain because we could rely on it. The day it shipped out of that port in, in China, we knew exactly when that thing was going to be on the shelf in Walmart. We squeezed all the slack out of the supply chain. Now we just threw gas, uh, sand into the gears of the supply chain and we took one percent of capacity out here and three percent there and a quarter percent there and before you know it there's no capacity so we're reaching you know we're expecting that just-in-time supply to hit the shelf but that just-in-time supply is now seven days eight days 12 days 15 days and before you know it johnny's not gonna get his lego blocks under the christmas tree that's how it happened. And, and, and everyone in the government, don't forget, Max, everyone in the government, they are smarter than you. What? They're smarter than you. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, man. And here they, and here they have helped engineer a freaking disaster of. This yeah, is I like, this care, is. I don't, yeah, I, I don't, don't even. I care what you pay for gasoline in California, but I got to tell you something. When you're paying you know, 50, 60, 70% higher prices for natural gas in the middle of the country. When this country sits on top of one of the biggest gas puddles in it, you know, on earth. And because of policy, we've determined that it's better for you to just pay a hell of a lot more. And also look at all those fucking windmills that are now sprinkled across the fruited plain. We're smarter than you. We live in Washington, D.C. You people just suck it up. That's what we're being told. Oh, and make sure you wear your mask and get your shot. Wow. Wow. Are and, you, and most are, of those people are lawyers. Do you, so you see, it's full circle. Right. No, Two I can see that. on a Friday. I can see that. Do you, do you seek mental health help often? Or do no, I've got a gun safe and a lot of ammunition, so I don't need mental health. If people got fuck it. with me, I can I can get get this thing to a conclusion. Is that a threat? Is that a threat? That as is a, not as, a threat. As a military retiree, you know we can come for I your don't retirement. Need mental health counseling. Got it. Um, can you spell Connecticut? C o n n e c t connect i c u t c o n n e c t i c u t. That is correct. Well done, William. All right. On that note, 
on that note, I think uh, that's enough. All uh, right. Thanks for the Friday spelling bee. <laughs> Time for breakfast. So. The, um, yeah, the, the USS Connecticut rumor. Oh, hold on. I just got a text from Wisconsin. Constantini in 2024. <laughs> not a chance. I'm not insane enough to run for any political to, office. To hop into that cesspool? Really? <laughs> and that, 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 all of those rants came from a, a graduate of the United States Naval Academy. So. If they're not going to elect me to be emperor, there's no office I want. Emperor. All you have to do is make the United States like a ship. You are the commander in chief. So is there any way you could say, you know what, we're actually surrounded by water? I sea. proclaim this at sea. And I and I demand all the rights there into pertaining. Right? <laughs> you may have something there. We are, hey, if you if you really understand the global situation, we are at sea. And there's precedent for this. So anyway. All right, William. Thank you very much. All righty. See ya. There you have it. Yeah. You don't, you don't get that kind of deep analysis everywhere, right? I mean, only unique, unique places do shit like that. So on this Friday, that'll do it. Uh, for all you baseball fans out there, I believe the Braves, no. It's not the Braves. It's the American League game, right? The White Sox and the Astros. No. The Red Sox and the Astros. Yeah. I don't want to say that that's going to get quickly labeled with some kind of the Cheaters Carnival or some shit like that. But it's coming. Trust me. I think they play today. And they do. 8.07 p.m. Eastern Time. That's right. That's right. So, and what's it on? It's on Fox. So, the American League Championship, right, starts tonight. Boston at Houston. Will for president. Right. It would be amusing to watch, though. I'd love to watch the press conference. But anyway, um, have a great weekend. And I mean, as I always say, and I don't say it, you know, just for the sake of saying it. I say it because if you didn't hear the first part of the show, don't touch that dial. Because in the um, in the first part of the show, I talk about two Marines who I crossed paths with in the last month. Um, and the things that they tell me about where they were and one was going to kill himself the, the day after I saw him, right? And he saw post-traumatic when he had the reminder on his phone. But anyway, um, there's people like that around you. And um, when you hear them emit, and they often will, uh, do not be afraid to stick your hand out and say, hey, man, can I talk to you? And you will have a, the opportunity to change your life. I say that because it happens to me all the time and it's nothing I do that anybody else can't do.
So on that note, it's not empty advice. Right? When you see somebody that's struggling, do not be afraid to say, hey, can I talk to you? And in that manner, you might change their life. Now, um, when I post this, <laughs> whatever this two hours is, um, yeah, I didn't intend to be on here for two hours this morning. But anyway, nonetheless, I'll post a picture of the USS Connecticut and the damage it's, it's, it, it absorbed. And uh, then I will uh, also post a picture of the tattoo that that young Marine sent me. So, um, yeah, and you know what? The other thing I'll post in there is a picture of the calendar reminder that I deleted from the phone of a Marine. I might have to edit that one, though, to protect the privacy piece. But you'll see it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, on that note, I'm out. This is I'm Mike McNamara. This is All Marine Radio. And uh, thank you very much for listening today on a Friday, the 15th day of October. This program repeats itself momentarily. And as a result, I am out.